step into the bardic basement and ascend to a higher perspective. In this month's podcast, we have Ben Hornet, Mark Simmons, the Fed Sisters, and Jemima Hughes. First up, we have Ben Hornet with a performance from 2017. There we are. Can everyone hear me? Yes, Ben. Good? All right. So I usually open with a poem, poem by another poet. So tonight I'm performing, well, first I have this poem because of, from, from a song by Simon Garfunkel. And so it was originally adapted by, uh, from a poem by Edwin, Edwin Arlington, Arlington Robinson. It's called Richard Corey. Whenever Richard Corey went downtown, we people on the pavement looked down at, looked, looked at him. He was a gentleman from the South Crown, clean pavement and imperially, imperially slim. He was always quietly arrayed, he was always human when he talked. But still he fluttered pulses when he said, good morning, and he glittered when he walked. And he was rich, yes, richer than a king, and admirably scored in every grace, and fine with what he was everything to make us wish that we were in his place. So on, on we worked and waited for the light. I went, I went without the meat and cursed the bread, and Rich Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. <laughs> this next one's one of mine, so probably pretty pretty self-explanatory, so Independence Day 2017. So to celebrate Independence Day, as it helps throw parties for Happy Fourth. Welsh Dragon, Wild and Trash Tuesday. Today's the day they decided D Day. Newsletter on E News, Battle Brain Tumor. Right, that's me, that, right, that must be for the mill of rumour. Birds dropped by Air Razor X to Brisbane. The same goddamn celebration again. North Korea announced nuclear strike. Hell, Trump criticised Kim for the fight. Ex Chelsea Terry signed us in Villa. Peckiest fans think he, his fans think he's excelled. He's winner. So they're celebrating Independence Day as it helps throw parties for Happy Fourth. <laughs> this one's a, well, say ready to work. Quite an old one of mine, so. I'm trying to remember what this one is now. I think it's um, Traumatic Monologue. It's weird. This was one of the ones I did for my poetry, my during my creative writing degree. So we were, sort of, we were tasked with um, doing something from mythology and sort of. And the lecturer said we could do from Christianity, so I, so I did, so I thought, why not? This one's called Around the Table. No, then, I'm surrounded by my disciples, Peter, who's upside down against the wall. So it's James, who's well, you see, stuck in the shadow of John, who's singing, screaming the gospel. We were pleased in the morning in the whorehouse at night. Andrew, who's telling me of these men beside Nathan, who's having three small knives near James, who's pointing at a custard arm. I sit for my paper bag bottle, near Judas, who's spiking like Hanran, the drink of Jews, who's begging me to go out more. And it's a Matthew, who steals people's money, singing, We are pleased in the morning in the whorehouse at night. Philip, who's chatting up China, for Simon, who swears at the Italian, besides Thomas, who can't believe what he's hearing. We are pleased in the morning in the whorehouse at night. I go to take another drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've chosen sort of one-page ones just so I don't get clapped halfway through like I usually do. It's like, I turn the page and everyone starts clapping. It's like, I've not done yet. Like, so, yeah. 
Go for it, Ben. This next one's a sonnet, which is sort of a warm-up for the sonnet for the creativity degree. So this one's called A Sonic for the Heroine Heroine. The girl hates my goddamn heroine. The chips down the dropper's neck, draws Reed. She must think that she's some sort of heroine, but I do nurture her every every need. She's stuck over in painting the feet, as I paint the powers of heroin. How I wish to be embraced so sweet by desire. How does it need heralding? She screamed and said I should taking no, so I can drain myself from this drug. Oh, Mr. Sweet, love that we're making. Lover, is that not what you mean by love? So, heroin, is this the way that it ends? We're left falling from my only friend. <laughs> right. It's probably the earliest poem I'll ever perform, but the, only one I actually, the earliest one I actually like, so. Right, so this one's, uh, what's it Bill and Al, so. This is Villanelle for the um, Christ writing degree again. Merry Bloody Christmas, Happy New Year. What do people work like a dog for? Search me. We sing familiar Christmas songs all day long. Now let's praise God for this dead turkey. Killing in the name, little drummer boy, and jungle bells, so at night and two become one. What do people work like a dog for? Search me. It's family time, so let's eat and eat as we, Christians, watch the Queen's speech on television. But let us praise God for this dead turkey. I get cards, presents, money from the family. Earning money for just one day, that's wrong. What, what do people work like a dog for? Search me. Think of the animals. Bloody murder, bl bloody murder, baby. And for those stuck in the shelter, take them home. But let us praise God for this dead turkey. Let's drink and drink more until it's January. And let's sing and dance so that we're not alone. What do people work, what do people work like a dog for? Search me. Praise God for the last of this dead turkey. Usually I end up with, with a short one of mine, but I couldn't find a short one of mine. So here's a poem by John Cooper Clarke called Haiku. To convey one's mood in 17 syllables is very difficult. Thank you. You can find his social media links in the description. Next up is Mark Simmons. Hi, it's Marky Mark Simmons here from Northampton. I'm a performance poet, and I've just released my first collection of poems, although I've been writing for many years. My book's called Rhythm of the Ink, The First Wave. It's called The First Wave because I hope that the poetry will wash over you and, and you'll be able to absorb and lose yourself in it. The first poem I'm going to do from the book is called No Blame. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but your names really hurt me. You're not blind, you can see. The fear you planted in me, right here. The fun you get from making me cry, making me wish I could die. Horrid, nasty, useless, fighting to save my mental health. Sick feeling in the pit of my stomach that rolls up and down and really goes to town. Yet you seem to get away with this spite. And you know I won't fight. The teachers say no blame. Yet your words continue to cut and maim. The bullying pain, day after day, more of the same. 
I am seen as lame and weak, as very meek, yet my strength is never seen on this journey which I have been. Not lashing out and giving you a clout, too frightened of the consequences if I got found out. In my mind, in the dark of the night, I've killed you a thousand times. I've retaliated with cutting lines, but in the day, I just don't know how to make you go away. Okay, something a little bit different to that. That was a bit dark. This one's called Data. And again, it's from my book. Data scrambled in my head, trying to make sense of every thread. Megabytes spinning left and right, pulling binary tight, then stretching it out of sight. Windows open in front of my eyes. Spam comes through to tell me some lies. Virus protection was installed as a kit. Now and then, it gets boosted by a tablet. My BIOS settings are blue. Snappy chat is all I can get from you. What's up? Is all I can say. My calendar tells the time of day. Soon, you'll be on your way. The weather app forecasts the deluge of you. I load my external memory drive where I keep memories alive, loaded with photos and films in my private archive. Circuits in overload, mixing up data, rejecting code, hard drive malfunction, burnt out junctions, clip malfunctions, updates come sailing down, sending my data spinning around, unable to access my programs, load and reload, but nothing bestowed. Then, with the newness of all the changes, come the repairs to the glitches and the bugs in me. I'm renewed and running again, logged in for all to see. And my data processes at lightning pace, reading the signs in your face, biometric scans to stop your scams, whirling of electricity-powered webcams, functioning properly, shiny and new. Only my programs will run. Now I have erased you. Okay, this next one's a real change in, in direction. It's called After the Storm. After the storm comes the quiet, a gentle state, a relief from the overnight riot. After the storm comes the gentle breeze, cooling the moment a subtle ease. Freshness in the air as the newness of the day flares, debris strewn everywhere, battle scene of despair. After the storm, the smell of revitalized grass and trees, gentle day breaking free. After the storm, isobars swirl, never deciding which way to turn, pressure low, a temporary state after the storm dissipates. After the storm, the heat starts to rise, simmering slowly in the background, gathering momentum over old ground, heated up in small chunks, waiting for the main act, once again 
at the forefront. After the storm, equilibrium, back to the norm, the usual form. But now it's getting warm. Pressure building crescendo until the heat boils over and the day heads to another night storm. Light night sparks thunder, rumbles and tumbles across the plain, water drenches the ground as the storm begins to pound, exerting its power all around, electrifying, terrifying, damage once again strewn all around, feelings abound, doors bang, the thunder is gone, after the storm comes the remorse, then the divorce. Okay, this one's called Plastic, and this will also feature in uh, Globalisation, The Sphere is Still Spinning, um, which is a collaboration um, anthology of many international poets. It's actually produced by um, Making Magic Happen, um, which is an Australian publishing company. Plastic. Oceans blue and green. Whales floating, swimming in seas of rubbish. Cesspools of fools discarded plastic wrappers and throwaway nappies designed to keep us humans happy. Scientific invention, the plastic revolution, part of Darwin's evolution. No solution to plastic pollution, new resolution. Fish dying while MPs are lying hiding behind mediocre gestures while the planet festers in the name of progress. We have regressed, leaving the waste all over the rivers and seas and space. We need to pick up our pace. Straws and bags are a political, the political grace of the carbon-neutral two-faced politicians. Flying to conferences in jet aircraft, burning fuel at a mighty pace to meet leaders face to face as the world moves at a deadly pace. Yesteryear, some hold dear, our recycling credentials were clear. While we were burning fossil fuels, milk bottles were being reused, delivered on electric carts during early morning starts, and the rag and bone man with his horse and cart. No one complained about the methane from his horse's fart. Was Darwin right about adaption of the species, survival of the fittest, interpreted by the government of survival as survival of the richest? Evolution is killing us. The convenience and speed we want it all. Plastic was the delivery tool. Now we have exploration into space, as all our planets lay to waste. When it's dead, the rich will flee to the moon, instead dodging the junk they have dumped above our heads. Leaving the poor to live in the mess they've left, reduced to seas of plastic and shores of decaying gannets, sucking dry the last air on this dying planet. Okay, this next one, um, again, is a, is a bit different to what I usually write. It's called Poetic Fire. Across the never-ending dark skies, 
Through mountains and trees, metaphors flow, sparkling embers, rich warm glow. The magic of prose flows beyond the shore. No hostile water, no obstacle, no government censor, no dream condenser can remove the flame from the pyre, burning brightly in poetic attire. Fueled with monologues and rich words of foes, the soot and the smut that fall back to earth, fire and brimstones and subtle mirth. Words collide in hazy dances, verse after verse crackles and prances, as if the air advances, conjuring rich images as though bounding from the magician's hat. Each log adding food to the fire, burning the sky, the huge word-rich tongues to inspire blazing tones and soft crackles elongate to release the shackles as sonnets bounce and jump and weave till slowly one by one they leave all that is left is the embers glowing in the night through the small hours in fragrant air daylight descends on the last sparks of the fire fading to their end I write quite a bit about my experience of being bullied and I also write a lot about things like fear and anxiety. This is called fear. Fear is why I'm standing here trying to hold back my tears as it creeps and weaves like oil laden seas. It starts at your feet and it won't let them walk to the right beat pulling them down like lead laden lumps of meat holding me glued to the spot as I meet my confidence starting to die by garrote. It meanders up through my body, stroking its silent melody, beating the rhythm of my heart, tearing every sinew, every muscle, every fibre, every nerve apart, banging and bouncing as it grips its viper nest, creating a band around my chest, trying to send me to the promised land, firing the synapses in my brain, shutting down thoughts that dance along the mental lanes, dragging them back bit by bit, then firing them around until they're no longer fit. Wound up, spun out, memory dried, no words can I spout. Fear clogs my brain, fogged in smog like a smoke of a speeding train crackling along the rusty nails shaking its core of rusty rails i stutter and splutter the words stuck in my cranial prison cell a hollowed out empty shell my head starts to believe the voices it hears creeping fears upon its deep-seated beliefs reinforced over years of tears thump the adrenaline dumps the weight of ten men or more i wish i could curl up on the floor and slowly slide off the stage exit left stage door hoping you haven't noticed that i utter i mutter utter diatribe the fear is too heavy to move i have nowhere to hide I'm scared you'll not like me, wish you'd never invited me. My poetry is not worthy, 
You're laughing at me. My brain absorbs those whispered words, those profound looks as I deliver my hooks. And finally it's over. The fear starts to subside as I exit this white knuckle ride, trying to console myself with, oh well, I tried, as I leave the stage on which I died. An emotional broken sage ripped out another page, still shackled in this dust-laden cage. Okay, now this final one is called Performance of the Poet. Poets weaving words on winds unpredictable curves, full of anger, love and nerves, pushing out solemn verse of conditions profound and adverse. Rasping lines of rehearsed words intertwining line after line, rolling out acid rhymes, woven with stories of sad times, of low-down crimes and fragmented minds. The rhythm unwinds as clouds cross, crow across the sky and listeners hang onto mixed metaphors and groups of three, mystified by their where, how and why. Poets quiet, unassuming words of passion booming in the gloom of the dark, clouds of sun shroud, cut voices slice the crowd, breaking hearts and weaving pathways through the brain. Slain by the rain of insane pain, tearing at every neurological frame as the mick strains and the melodic disdain. Motor mouse hurtling alliteration devoid of punctuation across highway, the highway, reaching the population hanging around this spoken word byway allowing the neurons stuck in lyrical traffic to fall in line and catch up with time. The final hammer delivered by the slammer, driving nails tipping the scales as they recall on note, rolling texts from their throats, sending prose like musical notes to influence the vote. Wrapping stories like coats around warm, Bards making their soul, marking their soul with their calling card. Well, I hope you like those. That's a good smattering of, of some of the stuff that I do. If you want to read more, you can get me on my blog. So if you just put a rhythm of the ink in, it will come up with my blog. Uh, likewise on Facebook, um, rhythm of the ink or Marky Mark Simmons and you'll get my Facebook page, and Twitter is Marky Mark Poet, and again, I'm on Instagram, and my YouTube channel, which again, if you put Marky Mark in, or Rhythm of the Ink, you'll be able to find them. My name's Marky Mark, I'm part of Rhythm of the Ink, stay safe, stay well, hope you enjoyed it. You can find his social media links in the description. Next up are the Fed Sisters. I first met them at the Kettlebell Connection in Kettering. They would describe themselves as not being as soppy as they sound. LOL. Their first song is called Puppy Love.
You sing of whiskey and I don't care And I'm not scared of you Cause you're shorter than me He sings of love and that he's mine And I'm just fine without some old Romeo or Eskimo kisses I know that public displays of affection can give you a sizable rejection rejection of my hugs let's kill the puppy love let's set a trap for cupid with his music and his arrow up above let's fight against the heartache and just keep along our pathways and no promises of always in the night and for now let's just spend some time together because i think you're all right you sing of slow gin and i'm concerned You sound like an alcoholic And maybe you could learn From guys that sing about my long brown hair And how they swear that my angelic eyes light up the sky Oh, it's easy enough to pretend displays of affection can send you in all the wrong directions and sentimental hell let's break the magic spell let's stop all of the stupid downright putrid love it makes me feel unwell i'll fight against the heartache and just keep along my pathways and i promise not to hold you in the night but i'm sorry to say that i like you and i hope that's all right second song is called Unconventional Hide Your Children You're dysfunctional And a bit of a cunt you know You're lovable And you put up a front to show Most everyone And I know that you don't mean to call me fat Unconventional It's the kind of love we share You're one dimensional Sometimes I feel you're not all there And though I gravitate to you I know I really need to stop asking you back The problem with them basis is It's not a real relationship And you can't introduce me to your mother So without foundations we're required To become pioneers Creating and discovering each Other girls would be much better for you To abstain against our interests When we know it's just deliberately as fun To have relapses and go back into our arms But these mishaps may crash some cracks upon your heart As we try to feign indifference To abstain against our interests When we know it's just deliberately as fun 
for smarters of a person you still want to have around Unstoppable Every time I'm on a roll, quite irresponsible It's tough to keep things in control amongst my farcical endeavours When I'm with you, I see the earth in colour It's only when we're trapped inside Spellbound under neon lights We blunder, stumble, stagger to each Other boys And retain some slight perspective So we can follow what's expected Other girls will give you everything That you truly deserve Though I'm not claiming that I'll always hold my nerve As we try to stay objective And retain some slight perspective Just keep labelling it friendship And ignore the mounting tension So when the sun sets We get reckless And forget what is expected of Their social media links are available in the description. Last up is Jemima Hughes. I first met Jemima at the Kettlebell Connection in Kettering. Sit back and don't relax. A multi-slam winner and runner-up in the 2020 UK Slam, Jemima is a performance poet who will drag you through the minefield of the unorthodox. She will take you on a journey through her own experiences providing a relatable outlet and encouraging conversation. Not for the faint-hearted, but definitely from the heart. The poem you're about to hear is from her debut collection, Unorthodox, published with Verve Poetry Press, which is available on their website. And you can grab your signed copy on her website. Both links are in the description. I'm gonna tell you a bit more about my life now and maybe you can relate. See, it was the most surreal thing Finally, wanting to live again, but realising I no longer knew how to. This world is so different to the last one I knew, like someone photoshopped me in but forgot to airbrush me smooth. I woke to two new family members I didn't know were due, allowance to swear in front of my parents because the sound of my voice was a breakthrough. I used to be a chameleon, now I'm the elephant in the room. My body is a prison with a chief that won't listen. Inmate for life, no chance of parole or escape plans to come into fruition. People look at me like they can catch it. <laughs> Maybe they can, but I'd argue more likely that they don't understand. If only they understood that they don't understand, that would lend more of a helping hand than wrapping me in bubble wrap and sending me in padded package into a secure room where I can be manned. I'm not mental. They're judgmental. I'm not mentally ill, I'm mentally intriguing, and there's something very beautiful about being mentally intriguing, and I'm not talking about how sometimes I forget how to breathe in without counting. I mean the ability to tap into another dimension that some people will only ever dream in. Plus, when I'm mentally intriguing, I know how to behave. Trying to act normal feels like someone turned up gravity and it's sucking me through the floor into an early grave. Maybe I see the world through fanatical eyes, or maybe some only open theirs up to desirable skies. My head is in the 
clouds, not because I'm high, but because they hang low and because climates don't compromise. When I'm left cold and without light, though the sun remembered to rise, I'm reminded if I don't meet expectations, I am not obliged to apologise like that time I felt nothing plummeting from a 14,000 feet skydive because happiness isn't real and neither is fear that in your mind. The mind being the most powerful tool you own, which is why the enemy fights you there, because it's where it gets you alone. How can I feel everything and nothing within one breath? How can I feel empty, yet simultaneously as heavy as my dad's eyelids after a bottle of red? Forget monsters underneath mine, spoon me in my bed. Bodies exhausted, ready to sleep, but the memo didn't make it to my head. Maybe the problem is it's midday and I'm forcing myself to sleep and not because I'm tired. But so something may have changed when I awake to pull me out of this whimpering heat that seemingly there is no reason for me to be in my body feels stronger than it should ever have had to be, yet still, I'll speak to you with the honesty of a child if, with the delicacy of one, is how you treat me. If I was screaming because I'd trapped my finger in a door, it would be easy to feel sympathy, but trapped inside my own head, the instinct is to criticise and flee, but please, try to imagine feeling so anxious that the sound of someone parting their lips makes you feel you could rip your eardrums out with ease, or the texture of loved one's words make you bite because they torment your teeth, or your clothes touching you the wrong way will leave you twitching for weeks. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at my irrational response and allowing my life to become this bleak. Someone else's inspiration to live when I'm still on a four to three ratio myself each week. Suicide is selfish, is not an opinion, it's wrong. What's selfish is expecting someone to live for you when their pain is excruciating and they feel they can't belong when I don't hesitate on a bridge. I've won a race for life. When oxygen I need to survive suffocates me, I feel like I belong in outer space. I am rough around the edges and straight through the middle. My language is encrypted and my actions contort as riddles. It's like I developed a sixth, seventh, eighth sense for things that don't need to be sensed. My large intestine is a spitting cobra releasing venom that leaves me temporarily blind to the present tense. My skin is worn out, like me. Baths became an overused comfort, like tea. I never drink decaf and I do that for me because despite what doctors have me believe, no one was ever diagnosed with something off the back of lack of decaf coffee. Don't let me fool you into a false sense of security. I think too much to be logical. But writing makes you feel happy. No, writing makes me feel full stop, so I load my pen with pain and I spiel because this is what happens when mental intrigue reaches fever pitch. We create something that makes the pain appeal and there's something to be said for a rhyme to help people believe that something is real. The day I began to lose my mind, I began to find myself. That is, when I realised it is okay to ask for help. Even if it means waking someone up, self-sabotage is enticing, but it is a relief when someone interrupts. See, two steps forward and one step back is not a royal fuck-up, it is still one step forward. So let's take the bad with the good and embrace our disordered and awkward. Now, I look forward to tasting that first tea of many in the morning because it means I've made it through another night. Progress is progress, regardless of how slight. You can find links to Jemima's social media in the description to this episode. Thank you for listening.
If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share this podcast around. And another thing. You can support The Bollock Basement by going to our coffee page. Thank you. You can donate by looking in the description or going to our website.